10 or 12 pages of notes down to one, so I'm doing pretty good so far. I know you guys are appreciative. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Carl Ravey. Um, I'm a teacher here at Matsun High School. I teach ag, shop, um, a bunch of other random things, uh, middle school classes in there too. Um, band, I did teach band. Uh, and I hope Matthew didn't tell you about that one. That was interesting. I don't, I don't know how that went, but I was the band substitute for one class period, and that was enough for me. And I just kind of said, "Thank you guys. I'll uh, see you next year." You know, we're at the end of the year here. I don't have to do that again. That was entertaining. They're really loud, by the way. If you've ever been in a band, like I don't know if you call that a classroom or what room. That's extremely loud. I thought my shop was loud when we got welders and grinders going all over the place and their sparks doesn't quite compare to the band room that they, they have that owned so before I even start I noticed something up here that wasn't even touched during the whole worship and I mean I was sitting right there I don't I don't know why Keith didn't play this is it did you guys have this wired up for him I don't know it was it looked like it was ready to go Anyways, so today I'm, I'm covering uh, a little bit of scripture in Philippians 4. Um, before I get there, though, uh, I want to connect with you guys uh, to, the, to the scripture. There's a couple things that the scripture we're going to be uh, going into, and it really hits home. And let me see if it hits home with you guys, because at least one of these I'm sure will. And all three of them hit home with me, and I've been really studying and focusing on the, uh, this scripture we're reading today, and these three have really, in some way, shape, or form, uh, been a part of my life, and I've been working on. So, uh, connect with these situations here. Um, At some point or another, you've lost your cool when you wish you had not have. Um, At some point, you had little patience when you wish you would have. Uh, Maybe you said things, or you did things, uh, that that weren't you weren't very proud of. Okay, that's something that I've connected with, with you know, especially teaching high school and having uh, young children, uh, losing my patience. Other things that you might connect with today that uh, uh, the scripture directly addresses for us is uh, anxiousness. Has anybody here at any point just like just realized like, oh man, I'm just getting all worked up. I've been super anxious and it's just taken over. Uh, I'm, I'm getting fearful, I'm making decisions, I'm speaking to people how I, I, I don't quite want to. That's going to be directly addressed in our scripture today. And then the last one that I'm pretty sure everybody can connect with is negative thoughts. Uh, whether you just got these bad stories going on in your head like, hey, somebody's out to get me, this is bad, I don't like this, this is negative. Um, any situation you can be in, you can kind of put negative thoughts to. Um, or the bad stories, or it's hateful, or it's not positive. You know, it's not something that you'd want uh, said out loud or or to hear out loud. You know, these situations um, that I've just went over, they reveal our heart. And a lot of times, what we find in our heart, what's revealed in our heart, we don't quite like. And we're not proud of, but then you're still stuck with, okay, that's in there. I I don't like it, but it's in there. and, and I'm super excited for the, the truths that we're going to read today because they address these things. And, you know, one of the parts of the main focus of this church is 
uh, hope for the living. We, we are focused on giving direction, focused on helping people out, helping the body out, us as a group, for the daily living. Not just, okay, we have a heavenly home, but how do we navigate this life while we're here? And this scripture is huge for this. When, I, when I'm talking about revealing our heart and talking about our heart health, um, anybody, is, in your guys' home, is there somebody that goes to the grocery store? Like, one of you does the grocery store trips? Okay, so some people, we, we, Jenna and I multitask. She goes one time, I go the next time, and then when she's fed up with it, then I go, and then when I'm fed up with taking the kids in the store, she goes. So we multitask. And the heart health that I'm talking about is not the kind of heart health that you see at the grocery store. Um, my daughter's favorite food here uh, may reduce the risk of heart disease because uh, she needs to be worried about that. She's one. You know, other things that we don't, that I'm not talking about would be, you know, oatmeal, heart health, or even exercise. Okay. No, you don't want to catch that. It's a smelly shoe. It's a very smelly shoe. So that's not the heart health that I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is found in Philippians 4.4. If you guys could turn with me there to Philippians 4.4. It's on page 832. Uh, Philippians was written by Paul. He was in in prison in Rome, and he was writing to the church at Philippi, and he was writing for two reasons. He was writing to thank them for the gift. They sent a gift to uh, supply his needs, so he's just overflowing with gratitude towards them, and also to teach and encourage them and to spur them on to more, and that's where we come in at. Um, So Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Uh, Let's pause there for a minute here. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's one of those uh, pieces of scripture where you just read it and you stop and you go, that's awesome. That should be like on a banner, on a t-shirt, or a tattoo if you're a tattoo person or something like that. That That's like a a catchy Christian thing, don't you think? Like rejoice in the Lord always. And and that's actually what caught my attention with this. I was just doing my my normal reading and I got to that and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to preach on. And then as I went through and started reading more of the scripture and trying to write out some stuff, I'm like, rejoice in the Lord always. Now, that sounds awesome, but how do you rejoice in the Lord always? Like, I, I have a lot of stress in my life. I have a lot of anxiety created because I have all these deadlines and, and all this stuff gets in the way. So how do you rejoice in the Lord always? And, and that's what we're going to get into with those three situations. So the first one, uh, four or five there, it's the next verse. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So when I was talking about the situation where if you're one of those people that you find yourself at some point or another, now I'm not necessarily talking all the time, but if at some point you find yourself where you lose your patience, you lose your cool, you get, you get angry, um, you do things that you regret because of that anger. Here's a verse for us here. If that's your thing, connect here. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And the Lord is near, that's not saying like, hey, Santa Claus is coming. You know, watch out. He's checking the list twice. The Lord is near. God is here. He, 
he wants to encourage us and, and support us in doing, uh, doing his will and, and his actions. So let your gentleness be evident to all. There's one buzzword for today is let your gentleness be evident to all. I had a situation, I think that was uh, two days ago or something, uh, Josh had done something where he knew that it was, Josh is my three-year-old, by the way, and he had done something that he knew he shouldn't have, and it was just like, I just was sitting in front of him, just like, going over in my head, let your gentleness be evident to all, gentle, buzzword, gentle, gentle, okay, Josh, and then you go into the situation, and at that moment, after you go through that, the situation, like, you're following through with what God says, you get this feeling like, hey, the Lord, I just did what God wanted to do. And it's kind of like a, a big pat me on the back. Um, very satisfying. Um, going on to verse 6 here. This is our next point. This is for the anxious people. Uh, or if you have ever felt anxiety or the, the tight stomach or anything like that. Do not be anxious about anything. And before I go on there, do not be anxious about anything. That's kind of like the first statement we had. Like, really? How do you not be anxious about anything? How is that even possible? How do you how do you go about living like that, not being anxious about anything? Then you read on a little bit here. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that's a big long statement like Paul always makes, those big long sentences. But in everything, by prayer and petition. So by prayer and petition, if you are praying and you're talking with God, you're going to him with that anxiety. You're going to him with that concern instead of getting worked up and taking it out on those around you. Instead of getting fearful and making bad choices. Instead of, uh, you know, some people get sick because they are so anxious. It affects their, uh, their person. So it's present your request to God. And with thanksgiving, um, the song we sang uh, during the offering, thank you for singing that, count your blessings one by one. I have like song Tourette's or something, so I have constantly, I have a song, no matter what you say to me, there's something going on in the back of my head, like there's a song playing. And count your blessings, name them one by one. I don't know how many times a week where it's just like, I I get to that point where I'm like, uh, I'm getting mad about something. It's just like, it's like count your blessings. And, and I'm singing in my head. And if you have me as a teacher, um, if you're in high school, you, I'm just singing constantly in class. It works because it's a shop class, so it's not like a math class or English or anything like that. But you just got to have the, the thing in the back of your head. You got to be thank, thankful. Um, to counteract the, the anxiousness. Moving on to verse 7 here. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. So what I was talking about when I was interacting with Jocelyn, and the buzzword was gentle, was the feeling that I had was peace. Okay, I did that right. I handled that right. I didn't get mad at him. I didn't spank him on the butt too hard because he or whatever the situation uh, presents itself, it, you get a peace for doing it right, uh, a peace that comes over you. And this is the, I think, probably the biggest and the one that's most of you guys connected with out of the three situations. The negative thoughts 
the bad stories that you tell yourself about other people, about yourself, about your uh, your faith, maybe even uh, the, those hateful thoughts, ugly, the, maybe even the dirty thoughts or the the poor me stories. He, here's for you guys. Here's for all of us. And this is in verse eight. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I'm going to reiterate that last little bit. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's a trade. Our minds are constantly going, at least mine is, I may be deviant, so mine's constantly going, I don't slow down. I imagine there's the majority of the guys in here like that. It's a trade. You're not just saying, I'm not going to have bad thoughts. I'm not going to have negative thoughts. I'm not going to think that about these people. I'm going to choose God's direction instead of my own negativity or the negativity you see on TV or you're surrounded with in the workroom or the break room. And you're surrounded with the, the chatter, constantly the chatter. You've got to trade it. Trade it for the positive. Whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, you got to trade it out. And... I mean, I got testimony after testimony of how that, when applied to my own life, changes so much because if you're thinking negative, it comes out, whether you're unkind or maybe that leads to not being gentle or leads to being um, just losing your cool. It comes out just because of that. The last piece here that I'd like to uh, read with you is verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. It's beyond understanding. You don't know it until you do it. You don't feel it until you follow through with what God's given you, what direction. And the key part here is put into practice. Do we have any coaches in the room? You've coached something at some point, whether t-ball, little league, chess, anything like that. Okay. When you go over something with your team, you show them something new, they're all practicing, they're doing it, and then they come back the next time. The anticipation is that they're going to do it, and then they're going to get the benefit from it. I'm not a sports coach. I'm I've, I'm an FFA advisor, so we have like public speaking, livestock judging, uh, you know, horticulture things like that, welding competitions, and we our practices they go really well when the kids come back and they do what we practiced last time, and then they experience the same downfalls, the same shortcomings if they're not practicing what we just went over. We have to practice these, uh, these truths that we, we're reading in Philippians 4 today so that way we don't end up uh, in those coaching situations without the fruit, without experiencing the peace. So when, when we were talking about uh, the heart-healthy foods and exercise, um, today's point is uh, is here. 
to rejoice is to show your heart health. It's coming back to that big blanket statement. To rejoice is to show your heart health. If you can rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. If you can rejoice, then you are experiencing that peace. Then you are experiencing what God has put out there for you when you follow through with what he has for you. So next time you see that, and through this week, yeah, my, my challenge for you guys is to pick one of these three things. You know, the buzzwords here, uh, gentle, so be gentle, um, count your blessings, and in prayer. If you can find yourself to where you can just rejoice, you know, we sing it a lot at Christmas time. That's kind of a, a, a key theme to a lot of the songs we sing at Christmas time. If you can rejoice, I mean, you're probably experiencing that peace. If you can't bring yourself to, to rejoice, whether you're someone who sings or you rejoice in other ways, if you can't bring yourself to that point, maybe you need to take on a little bit more gentleness with the people around you. Uh, maybe you need to focus on uh, where you're going with your anxious thoughts and then your negative thoughts. And, and one last thought for you. I want you to think about how many people you interact with in a single day, just a, an average weekday. Uh, from the time you get up in the morning, could be family members, coworkers, all the way to lunchtime, how many people are you interacting with, and then all the way to bedtime, how many different faces are you interacting with? Like more than just, hi, hello, and then you keep walking. But how many people do you interact with? Just take a minute and kind of count that up. Estimate your own uh, your own day here I'm guessing uh, we've got a range we've probably got people that interact with about 25 people in the day to like 150 if you guys including myself if we chose to focus on these three situations this week and you're experiencing the peace that, that God is promising how big is your ripple effect going to be it's kind of like those commercials I think it's the Volkswagen commercial and another company has done the same thing where it's one person does something nice for one person and then it affects the next person the next person well in reality here how many people are affected by you turning your anxiousness, which then comes out uh, and poor choices made, or your fear, or your <laughs> losing your cool, how many people are going to be affected? And then how many people are those people going to affect after that? The potential for just this room to make a big change in that tune this week is huge. And the God of peace will be with you. That's what I want to leave you guys with. And the God of peace will be with you. Would you guys join me in a word of prayer, please? Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to just come here today and rejoice. Uh, you know, like what we sung about just a little bit ago, it is our faith and our lives, God, that 
that we wish you'd come into and move and and we invite you in and and we thank you God for all that you have done with the prayers that have been sent up with uh, all of the requests and petitions that have been made Lord would you please strengthen us this week to to take on the the challenge to experience your peace with these three situations and God may you just in, encourage and and remind us as we go through the week so that way we may experience that peace in your holy name we pray amen